Welcome to Modern Musings, Conversations with the Maiden, Mother, and Crone, where we look at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hi, and welcome back to Modern Musings. I'm your hostess, Cindy Murray, and I'm here today with my co-hosts, Amber Garvin and Kristen Hessler. Hello. Hello. And I have a question for you. Have you ever told yourself, I can't because fill in that blank? Yada, yada, Like yada. Uh, literally every day. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. The answer, definitive answer is yes, I have. I, I, you know, I honestly, I think everybody has probably. And um, one of the things that we use to combat that negative, it's a negative Sometimes self-fulfilling prophecy. I can't because I'm not smart enough. I can't because I'm not skinny enough. I can't because I'm not pretty enough. Um, and it and it becomes to the to the point that we actually can't do those things because we've convinced ourselves that. Um, and so there's, true. There's there's a bit of manifestation there. You're manifesting the worst things. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. Um, but we all kind of have that feeling that we have shortcomings, that we are not enough. Um, or maybe even that we are too much. Too maybe much. has somebody ever told you that you're just too much? Tone you're it too, down. Tone it down. Uh, you're yeah, are, you're, too, you're hysterical. You... You're, you're too sensitive. I, um, I get it at yes. work a lot. Yeah. And, and so the, it's really hard to combat those feelings of not being enough or being too much or whatever. And um, I want to talk about that today because the phrase, you are enough, is a positive affirmation that has been used um, I came across it in my experience with Allie Edwards, One Little Word, and you'll hear us talk about this on the podcast a lot. I swear she doesn't worship her, but... I don't. I really <laughs> don't. Like, I feel like we can't go through a podcast, a podcast without, without it. <laughs> Allie Edwards or Eckhart Tolle. Well, you just brought him up there, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I knew eventually you were going to, yeah. so I just... You know, it it is because there are so many profound things and and so much of what we talk about here on the podcast is about positive self-image and goals and building ourselves up and, and you can't do that fully without embracing some of those concepts. And that one, uh, the, the phrase you are enough or turned inward, I am enough is um is so profound and it says so much in it there's you don't really even need anything else to go with it because it says it all right there and um i wanted to talk today about what saying you are enough or i am enough really means and how do we turn that into um Things that will help us get past our shortcomings and our disbelief in ourselves. So um, I want to talk. I want you guys to tell me where where have you told yourself I can't because, and did you have you overcome that ever? 
Um, is there a situation where you've overcome um, that? So this is actually something where um, talking with my therapist, I realized that I don't necessarily think in words. And um, she mm-hmm. wanted to know when I've told myself these um, things that set me back. Uh, what do you call those? Self... Uh, so... Negative self-thought. Or, yeah, there yeah. you go. Negative self-talk and thought. Um, and I was like, I don't tell myself these things. Like, I you don't. You just feel it. Yes. yes. And so I had a really hard time, like, identifying those. And I'm still struggling with that because I know they're there. But, like, sometimes I'll be washing my hands and I look at myself in the mirror and I'll go, ugly. And I'll snarl my nose. I don't say, like you are ugly or you're not pretty enough i just say ugly you think it or you think yes it. and it's you not just even don't like way the way you look yeah and yeah. it's just like that one word if, if if there's even a word there it's just disapproval or right. i'll look at myself and my facial expression is all that there needs to be and right. it's like oh, wow you know like it's why? more like an instinctual I identify with that. It's a reflex. So much. I I do too. And and I'll tell you, I had someone um, once asked me something, you know, when did you, or um, do you hate yourself or something like that? I don't remember what it was exactly. And I I looked at myself, you know, I, I started thinking about that and I was like, I don't hate myself. Yeah, when did you start hating yourself? But it's like the the frog I in the d- pot. Like I don't hate. Well, and I tell myself that all the time. I don't hate myself. I feel like I am worthy of those things. Um, I tell myself all the time, I deserve this or I deserve that. I believe that I deserve that because I believe that everybody deserves that, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And, um, but then at the same time, like you said, there's this, there's this sense that, um, when I look in the mirror and I'm, I just, I don't say to myself, I hate you. I don't say to myself, you're ugly. I don't say to myself, your nose is the wrong shape or whatever. I just, I look at it and I have this feeling of disapproval. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it is. It's like a reflexive, instinctual. And Major it's not reaction. even a thought. It's not a thought. It's yeah. I'm not consciously telling myself I don't like myself. It's very subconscious. It's very subconscious. It's like every time somebody takes a picture of me, one that I didn't take myself, that I didn't like a candid photo of me, I and they show me. And I look at it, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I really look like that. But, you know, like other times, you know, I'll take like a angled selfie where my face mm-hmm. doesn't look as fat, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, that's a pretty good picture of me. But a lot of the times, like when I was looking through my engagement photos and uh, <laughs> the lady who... Uh, took my engagement photos is listening I'm sorry but like a a a lot of those I was just like nope nope I look nope 
But that, yeah, Ugh. it's not no. the photographer. It's not the photographer. It's, it's, not it's your me. own. Like it's a, your own reaction to the way you else, look. Yeah. Jason, his family, every, y'all, everybody that looked at my engagement photos were like, oh, those are really great photos. And I'm like, ugh, my arm right there in that photo. Nuh-uh. Right. Oh, ugh. Yeah. No. I have the same thing. No, I had no, a friend no. the other day who told me I was so photogenic. And I'm like, are you insane? But there's there. Yeah. I, I mean, that was my reaction. Are you crazy? Because I look at Kristen and I think Kristen is so photogenic. She always looks great in her pictures to me. And I'm like, every picture of me, you can see facial hair. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, and that's. Jason's you know. aunt said that to me. She she was like, you're so photogenic. And Jason's dad has said that too. And I'm like, I am. What? No, I'm not. What? No. So what do we, you know, there there are things, we all have these feelings. We all do. And it, it may not be how we look. It may be. I'm not smart enough um, or I'm not bold enough or brave enough to ask for that job or to ask for that raise or whatever. Mm. You know, there's always somewhere where you're not enough. Sometimes when work gets really hectic, I tell myself, maybe this isn't the job for me. Oh, I've done that too. When I, when I've made a mistake, when I've made a mistake um, on a, on a reservation or or mm-hmm. a deadline slip by or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so terrible at this. I'm so terrible at this. And then, but then I have clients who are like, oh my gosh, you're my favorite, favorite travel agent. You always go above and beyond and you do a lot, you know, and, and I'm, and those build me up. But at the same time, every mistake is like a knife to my heart. Yeah. You know, that I did that. I did that. I can't believe I did that. And, but you know, it's, it feels like a knife to my heart that I stuck in there. You know, what did I do? I'm so bad. I'm so terrible. I should quit being a travel agent and just be a stay at home, you know, or whatever, because I'm not any good at this. And I've been doing this for golly, how many years I've owned my own business for at least 12. So, um, you know, I've been doing these cruises for a long time and stuff and, um, but every time I make a, a mistake, even if it's a tiny one, I, I just feel horrible and I, it just beats me down. And I, how do we get past that? I mean, I know there are things we've talked about, um, having positive affirmations. Um, we've talked about that a lot. What do you, do you have something Amber? Oh, I was just like, I was speaking just like, really like <sighs> you're, you're speaking to my heart like, uh. Over the summer when we went on our retreat, I was talking about teaching to Stacy, my friend Stacy, one of my maids of honor. She got to hang out with us on a retreat. She we was did a lot of fun. Summer. Yeah. Um, I hope she's listening. <laughs> I hope she's listening. And um, we, uh, I was talking about teaching and things that I was excited about for this school year and things that I do in my classroom. She's like, man. It sounds, you know, you're a really good teacher, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, and I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm just trying to make it like any other teacher, you know, and I don't like, uh, I have a coworker that tells me all the time, she's just like, you're the most creative teacher, you're really great, and I'm just like, 
you know, it's it's like a, it took me so and and I've overcome the whole like I'm a horrible teacher thing. All my former students tell me that I'm a good teacher, but um, it's like a it took me years to get that validation for myself because I had such PTSD from my last job. My last boss that I said had told me what a horrible teacher I was and how I was a rule breaker and how I'll never get a teaching job elsewhere or be successful as a high school teacher. And she told me like all of these horrible things and I had been working at that job for four years at that particular school. And I was on my fifth year teaching. And I'm just like, that's really, my parents had both just died. And I'm hearing all of this. And it was yeah. just horrible. And I almost quit teaching after that. And then I got on at my current school. And it took me years to get that validation back that I actually am not a horrible teacher. Well, you know, uh, oh, did you have something, Kristen? Yes. Um, whenever someone comes at you with some negative negativity like that, you have to assess the reality of where it's if coming it's from. true. Because you were just saying you worked there for four years. If you were such a horrible teacher, then why did they keep you for four years? Well, exactly. And don't the person don't that told me this them though that because that is your trying to believe what they say you know and, yeah. and maybe there's some circumstantial things like they were new to that job or something but that's what i was going to say yeah. they, they were new but but it but it doesn't validate before them wouldn't have kept you there if they didn't believe in you yeah right? and that's why i'm saying uh yeah. is that i think a lot of it is imposter syndrome um yeah. we have that in every facet of our lives every single thing that you do you're a mom you're a teacher you're a wife you're a human being you know you drive a car are are you you know gonna have self-doubt or maybe i shouldn't just drive cars because i wrecked one time right right well and oh man and that sets you back too you get in a wreck and then and then you're just like oh you're paranoid about driving paranoid like uh but she kristen's right though you know it's we're we're entitled to make mistakes we're human we're not perfect um, everybody makes mistakes. Moms make mistakes. Um, I know I made plenty of mistakes with both of my you kids. You didn't just quit on us. I didn't quit. Up. I, yeah. I learned from the mistake and I keep going. Um, have I beat myself up for being less than a perfect mom? Of course I have, because you see ideals of what a perfect mom is supposed to be on the TV or whatever. And when you fail, there's no such thing. There is no such mom. thing. There no is such it. thing. There's no such thing as a perfect anything. There is no perfection. That that's the point. You can't yeah. go through life without making a mistake. The the only thing you can do is learn from those mistakes. So, um, if you make a mistake, you you acknowledge the mistake, and you learn. You figure out what you did wrong or what you could have done differently. Um, uh, being a parent, if I made a mistake, if I realized I said something that sounded a little too harsh or whatever, or what, you know, maybe I should go back and kind of rephrase that and soften that blow with 
something else, you know, because we do that. We're, we're angry. We're in the rush of trying to get our kids to behave and we tell them something that's not really true, but, um, that hurts their feelings or whatever, you know? And it's like, you know, like, why are you being so difficult? You're so difficult. Why aren't you like your brother? You know, or whatever. My parents did that to me all the time. Why aren't you more like your sister? Or why aren't you more like this? Or why don't you do that? And, and those things, you know, over time they build, they build on you. Those are mistakes that parents make, but learning that you've made that mistake and going back around and making up for that mistake it owning that mistake and trying to do it better the next time. Um, I think that's, that's what's really important. You can't be held accountable for every bad thing that you ever did in your life forever. If that was the case, we would all be going to hell. I mean, you know, right. Let, let's look at it that way because, you know, when we're kids, we're, we're, we do, we make mistakes. Maybe we knocked over a glass and spilled it. That doesn't make us a clumsy person. Um, if we skip school, that doesn't make a, tr make us a truant. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things that we burden ourselves with that are not true. And I think we need to forgive ourselves for those mistakes because we can't be perfect. And I think I th that's the first step of it. I think a lot of people too have this, you know, ambition and it's great. Have ambition, dream the biggest dream, you know, shoot for the stars, but don't be disappointed when you land on the moon. Yeah. Too. Right. Because I think, you know, on the other end of that spectrum, you know, sometimes we beat ourselves up about little mistakes that we make. And then we also beat ourselves up when we're not super fantastic, you know, rock star, for example. I mean, how many rock stars can we have on this planet? There's 8 billion of us. We can't all be rock stars. Yeah, but right. the so. rock stars, even themselves, beat themselves up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I Everybody mean, there, does. there are so many stories in the news about uh, a rock star taking their own life or a rock star on drugs in rehab. And there's something that... Um, stems there like they are just as human as we are right. and, and they're trying to live up to their expectations yeah exactly right. they had their own issues and expectations that they are not living up to and nothing is ever going to be enough until they accept themselves as they are that they are enough the way they yeah. are and and there there is no perfection I, there just really is none you have, but you have to believe in who you are the way you are. You have to accept yourself as you are. I am enough. That reminds me of that saying like, uh, you did what you could with what you had at the time. At the time you did the yeah. best that you could. I think that, um, your word when you had the word now, yes, that really like you are enough right now. Yeah. Um, Yes, dream and dare. Because like, I feel like sometimes you are enough. And this is me. This is coming from me. Um, Sometimes I try to like push that phrase away because I'm like, no, I want to be more than well, there's just enough. And the phrase isn't you are just enough. It's you are enough. But I remind myself I am enough right now. 
and and, and you can I be will be enough. It, it's okay to be more too. than too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's really means that you aren't less than what you need to be. Yeah. It it's not saying that enough is enough. Mm-hmm. It's just saying that this is satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are everything that everyone or that you could be expected to be and you are enough. Um, you are yourself. You are your own unique person. There is nobody else just like you. Right. And, and that's okay. I don't think everybody should be the same or, you know, that would be boring. It would be boring. Really? Um, but you have value as you are. You contribute to the world as it is, as you are. And you're doing what you can with what you have at the time. And, you know, you talk about the 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 now, living in the now, my word now. Living in the now does not mean not looking forward to the future either. Right. It just means appreciating what is. And so being enough does not mean that you can't aspire to more. It just means that what is here right now is enough. Is enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's always room for self-improvement, but, you know, don't kill yourself trying to be perfect. Or because, to, to be more. You, do, you, you don't know, have like, to be more to make other people happy. And that that's like the biggest thing that... I have learned in life is that you're never going to make everybody happy no matter how hard that is you true. try. The best that you can hope for is making yourself happy and being enough for yourself. Yep. And if other people don't view you as enough, then they are not your people. That's right. That's right. I I like doing I like hearing that, you know, that your tribe is the people who accept you as you are. Yeah. And and if people do not accept you as you are, if you have to, uh, one of my favorite phrases, don't dim to fit in. So if you have to dim your light to be accepted by other people, then they are not your people. They are not for you and you are not for them. Yeah, and it took me almost 40 years to realize and understand who those people were for me right and as my circle grew smaller and I held the people that were the most important to me closer and closer I realized that you know I'm just not going to be able to please everybody Mm -hmm. I can only make myself happy nobody else is going to make me happy nothing else no material things is going to make me happy are sorry going to make me happy it's all up to me right so um i have some uh you know some of the thoughts that i put on here about um you know how to combat the you're not enough would be you know believe in yourself obviously you have to believe in yourself and and don't let someone else take away your belief in yourself be yourself you are who you are and don't try to be someone else just to make other people happy 
that kind of goes with the don't dim to fit in also. Yes. Um, remember that you have value. You have things to offer to this world that are unique to you that no one else can offer. And you may not know what those things are because you're offering them to the world. It's for the world to decide what those things are. So just being yourself puts things out into the world that other people can take away for themselves. If that makes any sense. Um, and also keep in mind that your differences, the, the things that make you unique, they don't make you less than they actually add to all the things that you are. Um, do we have, do we know some other positive affirmations that we could add to the, you are enough, um, I know Kristen does a little thing called savers mm -hmm. that she does every day. Yeah, that's like uh, from the Morning Miracle, Miracle Morning. Um, it's a book, and uh, he talks about uh, waking who, up early in the morning. Who writes the book? You would ask. I don't remember his name. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I'll link it on the podcast. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. No. Um. Uh, so, uh, the savers is, uh, things that you wake up in the morning and you do, and one of them is, uh, affirmations. So there's like meditating, reading, writing, like journaling, um, exercise, um, and affirmations and visualizing. So the affirmations, um, you know, if you're not sure, like, where to start, there is a plethora of them on the internet. Oh, I mean, gosh, yes. You can just yes. type in positive affirmations, and there's, like, lists of them. Uh, a lot of people blog their own uh, curated lists. And then there's also, um, we've also mentioned these on previous uh, podcasts and blogs where um, we've talked about, or I have mentioned some of my favorite YouTube uh, channel that has really mm -hmm. good uh positive affirmations so um I, we, I think there. we talked about it on the barbie episode too mm -hmm. or one of the barbie episodes mm -hmm. um about was that where that was no 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 it wasn't the barbie episode it was the was it last week <laughs> the personal mottos and values we did yeah. talk about um creating positive creating your own affirmations out of your own personal mottos and values see it, it's been a week I've slept since then <laughs> so yeah I um I we have talked about that uh you know making your own affirmations out of your core values and mm -hmm. stuff so um so there's there's a lot of sources for them yeah for sure um, and some really good ones that I feel like go with you are enough that might resonate with you uh differently um but have that same impact are I'm in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I allow myself to be more fully me. Oh, yeah. I believe in myself. I, I like that one. Yep. I am worthy of what I desire. Mm hmm. Um, I will accomplish everything I need to do today. Okay. Um, and if you go, well, that's a lie, then 
ask yourself why. Why is that a lie? Why? That was something I noticed when I would listen to positive affirmations. Like I would listen to um, that one on YouTube that I mentioned. He would have like three hours of them and I would just turn it on and just listen and wait for the ones that I would say, that is so not me. And be like, whoa, whoa, okay, pause. Wait, (laughs) what was that one again? And figure out why. I don't believe in that because these are things that everyone should be able to believe in about themselves. These are just core things about being a human, right? I am loved, right? right? That's, you know, a very common one too. Um, Because I think a lot of times with being enough, um, we relate that to relationships too. Oh yeah. Whether or not we're worthy of being loved by someone else. Or they, or we feel like they don't love us or yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. or that they shouldn't love us. Like why, you know, and sometimes we self-sabotage our relationships because we don't have that self-confidence in ourselves. And so we push people away because, we just can't fathom why they would love us. They must have an ulterior motive. Let me break up with them. Right. Um, uh, that Yeah, that's the hardest <clears throat> to get through in a relationship, especially since um, past relationships that I've been in have had an ulterior motive. Well, and, and if you've been in a relationship with a narcissist or, yeah. or someone who had other... Um, challenges to the to the relationship that you know an unhealthy relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you take some of those things personally and especially if like um somebody gaslights you Uh um and tells you that you're overreacting to a situation so then you have this inner battle with yourself because you are like are they right or am i right yeah. Right. And you know, yeah. where where you're afraid to be upset about something because somebody told you at some point in time that you shouldn't be upset about that. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or like uh, someone tells you that you have an overreaction to everything. Yes. So that is very gaslighty as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and <clears throat> narcissists are are really bad about gaslighting, but there but there are other in those bad relationships that also gaslight so those are those are some good things to watch out for ask yourself if someone has said something like that to you yeah um so one of these that I really like is I trust my inner guidance and follow it oh yeah because when you're in a relationship like that you will often not don't trust trust yourself. yourself yeah because you keep getting put in a corner and told how you are supposed to feel. And so now your emotions are at war with what you think your emotions should be. Right. But you are the only one that knows how you really feel. Right. And you have to be able to listen to your instincts. And I think a lot of times when we're in a relationship and those red flags start coming up, we don't have enough self-respect or self-trust to listen to those instincts that are telling us hey this isn't right right and we keep allowing those things to happen and then it gets so hard to get out of those relationships and the the carry-on of that is that in the next relationship you bring then you doubt your you you doubt yourself (laughs) because you allowed yourself to ignore 
your better instincts and you tell yourself, well, I stayed with that person and that was my instinct, but it really wasn't your instinct. Your instinct was sub, you know, subjugated, I guess, you know, because you weren't listening to your instinct, but you're, but now you're telling yourself, well, I made all the, I made all these bad choices before. So my instincts must be bad. And, but it really wasn't, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a vicious cycle. Yeah, here's one that goes for that. I allow myself to make mistakes as they help me grow. Oh, because, there you, go. you yeah. know, that is what we learn from. You yes. touch something, it's hot and you're like, dang, you that learn. was not a good idea. But you're not going to know what hot is until you touch exactly. hot and know what hot is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Amber's like Touch. the giver. No. <laughs> right. Everything is the giver. No, right. Yeah, she does. Every, she relates to Everything giver. relates For to me, the giver. Everything is Eckhart Tolle and, and probably Barbie. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was uh, thinking of the time I touched a hot iron when I was a kid. <laughs> My grandma just let me touch it. <laughs> Just like, oh. well, you got to figure it out somehow. Well, you know, I Kristen is a perfect example of that, you know, because I used to tell her things were hot and she wouldn't believe me until she touched it. And so she touched my parents' fireplace. They had a glass screen on their fireplace and everybody kept telling them, don't touch that. It's hot. Guess what she did? She touched it, burned herself. We went to the um, hibachi grill to eat, and we're telling her. Like a year later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't touch it. It's hot. We're at the thing, and we're telling her, don't touch that grill. It's hot. Sticks her finger right on it. Wound up spending the whole rest of the meal with her finger in her water glass because it was so hot. This is my life. I have to find. She has to find that for herself. Yeah. Yeah. She she has to find out the hard way. Yes. But, and that's also a lie that I tell myself, too, because now it's like an excuse for me to not listen to people's advice and to just do things the wrong way. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, um, so many different different ways that uh, you can find yourself judging yourself. And I... This is where I'm still finding it hard to listen to that voice. That's not always a voice. Sometimes it's the reflection in my mirror looking at me funny. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, snarling at me or whatever, giving me the curled lip or other things. You know, how do we listen to that better? I... That's hard. That's hard. Um, I think part of it is getting in touch with your with your intuition is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to listen to our inner dialogue. And a lot of us don't listen to our inner dialogues. Um, we, we tell ourselves that our inner dialogue is wrong because of the things that, I mean, because there's, there's multiple dialogues going on in our brain all at the same time. There are all the voices in our head that have told us all the things, good and bad, mm-hmm. and they're, they're kind of at war with each other. And I think the trick is to learn to sift through them and ask that question always, why? 
Why do I think that? Why do I believe that? Why, why, why? And if you get down to where you can't distill that why any further, then you have your core answer. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, why, why do I believe I'm ugly? Why do I believe that? Well, this guy did this. And why do I, you know, maybe my dad called me bubble butt or whatever, you know, we start, we believe those things, you know? And so we have to know why we feel those things. And that's, I think that's how you do it is to, you know, like when you were talking about your affirmations, if you don't believe that affirmation, ask yourself why. Yeah. And, and just keep getting to the root of that. Why, why do you believe that? And that goes for positive things and negative things. Why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? I don't know. That's, that's kind of my theory there. Um, we don't often, uh, or often we don't want to face those things. Um, we tell ourselves, I don't think bad of myself because we don't want to believe that we think badly of ourselves. Um, there's been many a time when I've done a project where I had to talk about the stories we tell ourselves or the lies we tell ourselves or, you know, some of those things. And, you know, I'm like, well, I don't really tell myself things, you know, but, but I do. And we all do. Right. And so, but we don't want to think about those things because they may be hurtful or whatever. And, um, we don't want to dredge that up again. So it's better to just pretend like I don't feel badly about myself than to acknowledge that I feel badly about myself Right. Because of th- something. Is it because we're afraid that when we acknowledge those things that they are true? Maybe. And that we're not going to be able to untruth them? Like if I were to say like, okay, yes, when I look at myself in the mirror and I give myself a stink face, is that because I truly feel like I'm unattractive? Okay, if I believe that, then how do I unbelieve that? Now it's true. I've said it. Yeah, I now, believe now that. it's true. I believe that yeah. I'm ugly. So now how do I unbelieve that I'm ugly? Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, that's exactly what I think it, that's part of it. So we don't want to acknowledge that we might think we're ugly because we don't want to come face the yeah. fact that we actually do think we're ugly. Is it or, like, why do you think that, or why do we think that we're ugly because of, the portrayal in the media of how women are supposed to look right or is it because or or is it because someone in our life told us someone in our life said your your eyes are too close together you're this you're that and you were told that so many times that you have to believe them like uh yeah maybe i am ugly like maybe i i do look ugly in this dress I, and, you know, I think that it absolutely categorically is not true. I don't think there's a such thing as ugly. I think there is, um, I don't know. I think that there are things that we lump into ugly because we just don't know how to address them. Right. I think that disproportionate is appropriate. 
Yes. Well, um, when wh- you look at yourself and you might be like, oh, my eyes are like a little lopsided. They're disproportionate. You're not ugly. You just have. They're different. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't mean that categorically you are ugly. Right. Right. And I think we're all beautiful in some way or many ways. Um, it goes back to the Barbie episode with the um, elderly woman sitting on the park bench mm-hmm. and Barbie looks at her and says, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and she was an old woman with, you know, wrinkles and age spots and, and all of that. And, and the woman turned and said, I know. And I think we all need to acknowledge our own beauty as, as our uniqueness makes us beautiful. It's our word fitting into these categories of beauty or whatever is not what makes us beautiful. What makes us beautiful is our uniqueness. The, and, and it's really like, who's to say what is beautiful and what is not? It's in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. So, so if you're looking at yourself and saying, I am not beautiful, then there's something wrong with the eye of the beholder there. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you telling yourself you're not beautiful? Yeah. Because I think we all are in, in our own ways. You are enough. You're exactly the way you're supposed to be. You are exactly the way you're supposed to be at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that is, <laughs> I think that is it for this episode. I think we've left you with a lot to think about. And um, what do we have next week? That would be Me. Amber. What are you talking about next week, Amber? Next week, we are talking about three things that a witch needs. Oh, that could be interesting. So come with your pointy hat and... <laughs> and your black cat. Yeah. And your cauldron. There we go. There we go. Come with your pointy hat, your black cat, and your cauldron. And I actually do have a black cat. I was cat. like, this is quintessential Halloween witch. Oh, yeah, that is. That, no, yeah, well, I, we'll talk about... Okay, come so with gonna... your metaphorically pointed hat, and we'll talk about three things a witch needs. Okay, there we go. Um, I want to thank Cake Mix Studios for our equipment. And Creative Audio Tech for our wonderful little soundtrack that uh, you hear at the beginning and end of the podcast. And I want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you over and over again for tuning in, listening to us every week. If um, And we want to thank those people who are going and, li- and reading the blog. If you haven't been reading the blog, if you're only listening to the podcast, you're missing out on part of the story. Um, because we do carry on the conversations in the blog and on our MMC Facebook group, MMC chat Facebook group. So um, join us over there. You can link to all of that at modernmusings.net. And we will be back next week with three things a witch needs. Bye. Bye. Bye.